Hi guys, welcome back to a new podcast of William Eva and Kyle's temporary podcast. So today we are going to be talking about NXT UK and progress. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, Kyle. I mean, again, with the name, I appreciate it, but it's Kyle's Wrestling Podcast with the temporary yeah. co-host, William Eva. You know, I'm yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Your podcast is going to go on forever, man, I reckon. I reckon you're, you're onto a winner here, sir. But I'm really good, Thank Kyle. you. Good. I'm glad you're okay. Well, me too. Me too. Hashtag me too. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Oh. Have you been up to much recently? Yeah, I mean, if, if anyone follows me on the socials at The Believer on Instagram or at WWE The Believer, uh, you you can see I'm pretty much up to many things. I'm uh, coming for NXT UK like a bad smell. And uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, everything else in between. Also, I will add, just to put it out there, I am on the WWE Network. So subscribe. It's only $9.99. And you can watch a lot of Progress's back catalogue, which includes me. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And you can watch NXT UK. So plug, plug, plug. <laughs> so um, on today's podcast, I don't... Wait, how old are you? Yeah, so... We are going to be talking about NXT UK. So, last night on NXT UK, it also kicked off with Volta versus Saxon Huxley. This was not a title match, but it was a really good match. Both men were really fired up. Saxon Huxley went with a went to get a still steps and unsucceeded, obviously, because the ref wouldn't let him. He picked him up, but never got anything back from it. So, um, and then Volta was really, really fired up last night. He kept chopping him and chopping him and chopping him. He used quite a few suplexes and a butterfly suplex on the top rope. I think both men are just brilliant competitors. And, yeah, um, oh. Well, I'll, I'll jump in there. I have I didn't okay. I didn't watch the old NXT UK last night, but it says here that Walter defeats Saxon Huxley in six zero nine. Now I also add that yep. sixty nine is my favourite number. But um, <laughs> that, as I saw I saw a clip on Twitter with Saxon Huxley going wild with the steel steps, and I thought why are you going to go wild with a pair of uh, steel steps when you could go wild on Walter? Um, but uh, yeah, I saw that and Artemis uh, got involved doing what a good thing a referee should do: get involved. Yeah. Stop the wild man with the steps from attacking the champion because if you hit the champion with steel steps, you're going to lose. You're you're going to lose, and you're not going to get the belt. So I think it's a, a very silly move on uh, Saxon Huxley. I've, I've I've tussled and tussled and wrestled with him in the squared circle, and uh, yeah, I think you know I see he was unsuccessful as it says here. Walter defeats Saxon Huxley at six zero nine. So seems like a bit of a squash number there, whatever that means. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing I will say is Volta is very, you know, um, oh, what's the word? He's very confident in the ring and he doesn't like disrespectfulness in the ring. And I think this just fired him up even more when Saxon Huxley messed around with the steel steps and it, it made him more angry and not like he needs to get any more angry, if that makes sense. But yeah, yeah so... I see what you mean. Like I said, I think it's a it's a, a silly manoeuvre from Saxon. Yeah. He needs to go back and think about his choices. You want to go for Walter and you know that his predominant 
maneuver is the chop because he has a very almighty chop. So if I was yes. to go before Walter, I'd know the chop was coming and I would quite frankly expect the chop, counter it, grab him in a sort of wrist lock like maneuver and drop the big man because I just think with a sweet, sweet touch of the wrist, a sweet twist of the wrist, as I've learned under great uh, tutors such as Marty Jones, I know I could take the big man down with just a wrist lock. So I won't go for the steps. I'll go for his weakness, which is possibly a wrist lock. Yeah, I 100% agree with you there. So with the suplexes that Volta performed last night, I think were just amazing. And the butterfly suplex off the top rope, which pretty much finished Saxon Huxley off. I think Volta just studied it all out and knew what he was doing, like he always does. No, I, I agree. Like, uh, I've got, I, like, I know the strength of Walter. He calls himself the ring general. Fair play. He's no general like I, but in the ring, he might consider himself to be. He's the head trainer at the WXW Wrestling Academy, and he's been around long enough. So never, never underestimate. And, you know, these are all kind of things that I'm going to use within my arsenal come the day in which I stand before him because I won't allow myself to go to the top rope. And suplexes, I know reversals. So, Again, this is all studying without even watching. You're giving me the yeah. knowledge and I'm going to knowledge to my ability. Yeah, that's, that's true. So um, during the break last night, Jack Stars confronts Saxon Huxley and says, better luck next time. In my eyes, I think this could, be a, this could turn into a feud in the coming weeks. And uh, I think I, I would like to see Jack Stars get more of a chance in the ring in NXT UK. And to be honest, I think... I know he probably won't be champion for a long time yet, but he's getting there. He, he's getting himself out there, which I think is really good. Is that Jack Stars you're referring to? Yes. Yeah, Jack Stars. Oh, yes. Uh, he's definitely one, uh, one guy that I've trained with, and uh, I've actually shared a ring. He's one heck of a, a wrestler, trained by Robbie Brookside. The guy forearms harder than anyone I've ever stepped in the ring, ring with. And uh, his condition is second to none. And he has the intensity, I believe, of a dynamite kid stroke Chris Benoit. And uh, yeah, definitely I could see him being an absolutely uh, possible contender for, for Walter's title. He's definitely not someone to be overlooked or underestimated. So yeah, Jack Starr's calling that Saxon. I mean, no disrespect to Saxon, but I think that's, that's kind of like, I think Starr should be aiming a little higher, seeing as Saxon come up second best against Walter. I think yeah on Walter, you know? Yeah, 100%. So, was, I would like to see us. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, was he, he was calling that Saxon, not Walter. Was that, is that correct? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, why would you want to call out the loser? I mean, for me, if I was to come out, if I was in Jack Starr's position, I would have been like, yeah, better luck next time. See you, see you down the road. Here, big daddy boy. Hey, big baby man. Let me tell you something. You beat him, but you ain't seen nothing like me. You know what I mean? So along those lines. But yeah. I understand he's got himself. But if Saxon's the loser, why are you going after the loser? You want to go after the winner. Tell me I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, um, and then they announced the Heritage Cup, the rules. So it's six to three minute rounds. So it's quite, quite a long match, sort of, for this kind of style wrestling. They will receive a 20-second break between rounds. And once a fall occurs, the round ends. 
Winning two falls equals victory. Disqualification or knockout ends the match. William, what do you think about this? Well, to me, it sounds it sounds really good because it's just basically the classic golden era of British wrestling, the world of sports. So it's just basically world of sport rules, which if anyone listening, uh, look up YouTube and look up some quality bit of uh, quality uh, wrestling in the world of sport. Check out some, um, oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, top of my head, he was King Ben's son in, uh, top of my head, he was very much a king. Check out Johnny Saint. Check out Marty Stone. Check out, uh, just check out World of Sport and anything you see, click on it because it, the heritage rules, it is just that. It is the World of Sport style, which was absolutely fantastic in its time. In this modern era, could it hang? Yeah, if you've got good enough wrestlers that can wrestle to that ability, which is quite a rare. Um, it's one thing to wrestle a mat wrestling style, but it's another one to keep it entertaining. And it's the really real good wrestlers out there, I feel, that can make chain mat wrestling entertaining. They're the like the Terry Thatchers, or sorry, Timothy Thatchers, um, uh, the Jack Gallagher's, who's no longer with the WWE, but regardless, a very good mat based wrestler. Um, even Jack Stars, I know his ilk, even myself, I'm, I'm not a lot of people know that I'm a very well versed mat wrestler, but. You know, I don't need to mat wrestle when I can absolutely annihilate you with my madness and wild-like <laughs> ways. But I'm also very controlled at the same time. But enough about me. I really like the sound of it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's a really cool idea. It goes back a bit from the older wrestling, as you say. And I just think they're bringing something new into WWE. So let's see how it goes. Well, I wouldn't really say it was new. It is new in the sense of the WWE taking it. But again... Um, yeah. I think I, I hope it's done well. I see the few competitors. The wrestler I was thinking, if you're going to go back and watch World of Sport, look up Kid McCoy. Kid McCoy versus anybody. Fantastic. He was so good. And he kind of, it, he come in just as World of Sport was coming to an end, unfortunately. But he was oh. one of my favorites. I started to get back into it. So check out Kid McCoy. But, uh, yeah, I agree. It, like WWE trying to, to not reinvent the wheel, but go back on itself. Or at least, yeah. you say WWE, it's NXT UK. NXT UK yeah. is its own brand. It's affiliated with WWE, but then so is Progress. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's... Uh, who are the competitors? Because I've seen Pete Dunne, Pete Dunne, Pete Dunne, but not much of anyone else. I think Noam Dar's in it. Who else is in it? Um, you got Noam Dar, A-Kid... Um, hang on. Uh, trying to think... Yeah, you got Trent Seven, No Under, A Kid, um, Alexander Wolf. Trying to think off the top of my head here. Um, oh, sorry about this. No, no, don't be sorry. Like I said, I've got a picture here from what I can see. So you've got Dave Mastiff, A Kid, No Under, yeah. Joseph Connors, um, Pete Dunn, Pete Dunn, Pete Dunn, Pete Dunn. <laughs> No, um, so you've got Joseph Connors, Dave Mastiff, Pete Dunn, Noam Dar, A-Kid, Alexandra Wolf, uh, Trent Seven. I think that's about the lot, the, the, the mix. And it's a very good mix, I'll say, because you've, yeah. you've got different sizes, different age, ex or different uh, years of experience, uh, Pete Dunn. And uh, I think it's, it's a really good mix. And they're all well-versed in Matt Wrestling. And they bring some, each one of them brings a kind of unique style to each so I think it's well the participants are well done in terms of Pete Dunn um, 
being in this this bracket. So yeah, I'm really. Uh, it looks good. It's something that actually intrigues me. It might actually want me to subscribe to the WWE Network. Only nine ninety nine. So um, I get three months trial. Um, yeah. Have you got what? Who would you back in this uh, race for the Heritage Cup? Who would you say would be your favourite to win it? Paul. Well, I, I have to say Alexander Wolf or Trent Seven. Two, absolutely. Ooh. I'm not saying all the others aren't amazing, but to me, those two are just outstanding in my eyes. What about you? Well, do you know who I'm going to go with? I'm going to go with A-Kid, because from the picture I see here, A-Kid, he's, he's so good. Um, I believe he has a Dave Meltzer five-star, 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 five-star rated match uh, wow. with Zach Sabre somewhere. Um, oh. But if Dave Meltzer give it five stars, I definitely wouldn't give it five stars. But um, I bet it was a really good match. But uh, yeah, A-Kid, there's something about A-Kid I really like. He seems like a very humble, hardworking talent. And uh, I see the way they're kind of using him at the minute and kind of promoting him. So I'm going to back A-Kid in the Heritage yeah, it- Cup. I think A-Kid's a really good wrestler. I saw him live at one, uh, Chapter 101, which uh, I believe is also on the WWE Network, Progress. That's um, only 9.99. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah, um, versus Paul Robinson. He put his absolute best into that match. Unluckily, he didn't come out. But I think, yeah, I think he could. he's got this in the Heritage Cup, and hopefully he'll get far. So, yeah, I reckon... If he doesn't win it, I reckon he'll have a good run. But I'm going to back Aikid. There's something about, just in the strength of this picture that I've seen, with Joseph Connors and Dave Mastiff smiling lovingly into each other's eyes, with Pete Dunne, mm. Pete Dunne, Pete Dunne in the middle, looking at Joseph Connors, thinking, why are you looking at Dave Mastiff or Dave Mastiff smiling at you? And Aikid just standing there very humbly like, you know I'm winning this, right? So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, at the start of the Heritage Cup announcement last night, uh, Pete Dunne made an... Uh, came out and made a speech and uh, I, I'm quite happy to see Pete Dunne back in the NXT UK whether he's going to compete at all I don't know there is some news that I found out last night which I'll go through later on in the podcast but the draw came out and at the first draw was Joseph Connors versus the Bomber Dave Mastiff which I think is going to be a very on his Twitter, it says, Dave Mastiff, Hoss of Hosses. What's a hoss? I have no Has clue. Wrong? Is, it, is, it, is it boss with a H? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> but, um, also, we've overlooked someone fundamentally. Yeah, I've got a picture here. It's, it's Flash Morgan Webster. I've got a lot of time for Flash. He's looking an absolute don at the minute with um, yeah. Aikid. So that might crack it. Yeah, Flash Morgan Webster, another brilliant wrestler who I wouldn't say is underrated, but isn't out there as much as I think he could be. Yeah, I I agree. If we if we if we delve into Flash, um, I will say my debut wrestling match for Progress at Endeavor was Flash's debut match at Progress at Endeavor. Oh, really? My first match. Yeah, you can look it up on YouTube. Myself versus Flash Morgan Webster. And I really enjoyed it. I really like Flash. He's an incredible talent. He's been putting in a lot of work in the gym as of late. And he's looking like a Don. Like, he looks really good. And it's him and Aikid in the first, in the, one of the first round brackets, which kind of makes me kind of consider my thought. But I still reckon Flash is in a hot spot. And I agree, he's, he's kind of been overlooked. But I think there's areas in which he has improved on. 
from what I have seen, uh, that will make him like stand out. So, A Kid and Flash, I think that match will be the most important match because I think whoever wins that first round bracket, I feel will go all the way. So, Pete Dunne standing, standing in the middle of all of these. So, the way I'm going to call it is A Kid versus Pete Dunne in the final. A Kid is the winner. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think in this match between Aiken and Flash Morgan Webster, I think it's going to be an absolute high-flying match, speed, because uh, they're both really fast competitors. I think it's just going to be a fast-action match. No, I agree. Like I said, they're both young, agile, and very well-versed in high-flying. I think, obviously, Flash might have the one over on Aiken in terms of uh, high-flying ability, but I think Aiken's mat wrestling. And just there's something about Aikid. I'm really like really really behind him. In this picture, I'm also looking at you've got Flash shaking Aikid's hand. Um, yeah. Keep looking at the handshake, that looks a bit weak. Uh, but then there's Noam Dar in the background. Like, it looks like he's off doubting himself. Like, hold on a second. A couple of months ago, I was on Raw. What am I doing here? Like, I don't really yeah. know. Like, a uh, lot, lot of things can be said in a picture, but uh, that's what I see. But yeah, I definitely think it'll be a very. I think that match will be the most telling of the entire. Uh, tournament, the Heritage Cup tournament, I feel. I 100% agree with you there. So then we have um, the wild card versus Trent Seven. Now, I have no clue who this wild card is going to be, but Trent Seven, oh, hopefully. Wild card? Hey, hold on a second. Yeah. I'm the wild card. I'm wild card William Eva. And I'm telling you, <laughs> I haven't got email telling me otherwise. So unless they're going to call me up on the day and say, hold on a sec, we've overlooked you, pal. It's you versus Trent Seven tonight. I'd be like, hold on, I'm washing my hair. Better luck next week. All the best. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> but yeah, so that's that match. And then we have Noam Dar versus Alexander Wolf. And when this got announced last night on NXT UK, it got heated up a bit with Pete Dunne as well. So Noam Dar was chatting crap about Alexander Wolf. And then Pete Dunne comes in, steps in, snaps. Goes to snap Noandar's fingers and throws him out of the ring. Oh, okay. I mean, what's Pete Dunn's role here? He's he not just another competitor. He sounds like he's, no. he's like he's running things like he's the, the GM or something. Who's Pete Dunn yeah. wrestling? Quite. Frankly, I, I don't think he's wrestling anyone. Oh, isn't he? Okay, I thought he was in it. Is was he overlooking the thing? Is he holding the cup to give to someone? I mean, realistically, well, Noandar, Alexander Wolf. To me, I don't see any of those two going anywhere further. They're just going to be fodder to either a kid or if Pete Dunn's in it, Pete Dunn. And uh, no disrespect to either competitor. They're both great wrestlers, Alexandra Wolf and Noam Dar. But I think right now in both their collective or respective careers, they're going nowhere fast. And I think Noam Dar, who's one of one of he's really I really like Noam. I've had the, the fortune of uh, retiring him from progress. Uh, back at chapter 20 when I stepped in for Dave Mastiff, I believe, at the last minute, because this is what I, I think usually I do. watching that match. <laughs> yeah, it was a really great match, and I took a lot from that match after defeating Noam Dar, of course, with the clothesline from heaven. He probably still hasn't yeah. forgot that. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, Noam Dar seems to be in a sort of mute point in his career, which is really unfortunate because the talent he has is being wasted, in my opinion, and he should be doing a lot more. But hopefully, I'm incorrect in saying that Alexandra Wolf and Noam Dar's match will be a, like one of those uh, piss break matches, for lack of a better term. I hope, I hope, mm. I hope that I am wrong. Uh, I don't hope I'm wrong, but like I hope they kind of 
Because to me, that just kind of sounds like, yeah, you're just making up the numbers, but they're both incredible talents in their own right. Yeah. 100% agree with you. And I forgot to say about this match, Pete Dunne is going to be the guest referee. So what, is Pete Dunne guest ref in all the matches? What? I mean, Pete Dunne was... I don't know. I thought Pete competitive. Is he the wild card? Is that the sort of the, the kicker that Pete Dunne turns up as the wild card? It could possibly possibly well be. But I know what happened last night. The reason why he's the um the guest referee is because last night it all kicked off with Alexander Wolf and um Noam Dar and Sid Scala said near the end of the show that um they had no one he didn't know how they were gonna do this match and Pete stepped in and said, I'll be the guest referee, so Well Here's, here's another one that I've kind of half acknowledged from just through a few pictures I've seen. I've only seen one of them with Sid Scala looking very nice in a burgundy suit. I actually wrestle in a burgundy suit, so fair play. Could Sid Scala do the same? Anyway, Pete Dunne seems to be running the show in that ring more than the assistant general manager, which is Sid Scala. Why yeah. is Pete Dunne disrespecting the assistant general manager for a start? And more importantly, why isn't the assistant general manager asserting his control and saying, hold on, Pete, you ain't the man round here. You're just part of the roster. I'm the one who's running this. Second to the, the great Johnny Saint. I think Sid Scarlett needs a kick in the tushy. And you know what I mean? Being a bit more enforced yeah. enforcing the law. Because Pete down here, he needs, he needs a, a step in down. He needs to be humbled. And I have one victory over Pete Dunne. The only ever time we stepped in the ring was for that good wrestling. If Pete remembers, I was the Progress World Champion in another promotion. And he succumbed to the clothesline from heaven also. So Pete Dunne, he's oh. looking double A-R in his love polo shirt with his topped up button. I would have had the top button undone because that's a bit too restrictive on the neck. Let me breathe. Pete Dunne needs a, <laughs> needs a step down. He needs to be taken off this pedestal that he thinks he's on. No disrespect, Pete. I've got a lot of respect for you. But bear in mind, you're just another bare bum in the shower. So Sid Scala, put him in check. Noam Dar, if he's refereeing this match, he's already gone unbiased against Noam Dar. So I don't think it's fair. To have Pete Dunne no, as the no. man in the middle when he has no reason to be in there. If anything, he shouldn't even be involved in that match. He shouldn't even be in the building if he's going to go on like that, quite frankly. I, I totally agree with you there. And I think the reason why he's he it's like he's running the building is because he was the longest reigning NXT UK champion. And no disrespect to Pete, but I, I still don't see how that's fair on all the other guys because just because he was the longest reigning champion. Yeah, that's nothing. What does it mean? You're the longest reigning champion, but you're no longer the champion. I could be one of the shortest reigning champions in progress world wrestling history. Yeah, but my moment will outshadow the majority of other winners. Who remembers Kara Noir's win at Progress Chapter 101? Absolutely Me. no one. Against the Dragonov? Yeah. Is, have you, they were talking about me throwing the Ojmo into the seventh row at Camden. And they're still talking about it to this day. They're not actually, only I'm talking about it. But regardless, no disrespect to Cora Newell, no disrespect to Pete Dunne. But regardless, if you were the longest reigning champion in UK wrestling, WWE United Kingdom wrestling history, if you're no longer the champion, it's just a scratch in the record books. Get yourself in check. Get on Walter. Don't waste your time here. Walter's your man. He took the belt off you. Take it back off him, Pete. That's all I've got to say about that. Tell me I'm wrong. I totally agree with you there. So um, and then after that, we had the next match, which was a tag team match between The Hunt and Pretty Deadly. I have nothing but respect for, for both teams, but especially Pretty Deadly. They're, they're just 
an amazing team, so nice in person, and they they have a good title. They have a good run going in NXT UK, not a title run because they don't have the titles, but yeah, they have a good run going. You know, I agree. Like, I I've I respect for all four competitors in this match. Um, obviously, pretty deadly. Lewis Howley and Sam Stalker, Sammy, 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 Smooth Stalker. You know the strength of our guys because, believe it or not, we're still part of a, a, a little faction in progress called uh, Do Not Resuscitate or the Forgotten, as I like to have affectionately called most of us. I have a lot of time. Yeah. They're both strapping lads, great condition, great money-making ability. And, yeah, they've got, they have they gel so, so uh, well. Great tag team uh, prowess and all that great stuff. Um, yeah, I've got nothing but respect and time for both of those guys, and I wish them all the world, uh, all the best, and all, all the uh, yeah, all the luck in the world. And I definitely think they are on the cusp of getting some tag team gold. Is it Gallus that are holding them, or is it uh, yeah. those veteran boys? Yeah, it's Gallus. Is it Gallus? Okay, so yeah. I guess it's not Joel Coffey, the Wolfgang, no. and uh, Mark. Coffey. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. Uh, the Prime as well, is it? Uh, sorry, no, is it The Hunt? Sorry, J uh, Jason, Hunt, Justin, yeah. uh, Primate, Primate and Wild Boar, two fantastic individuals, double a both in fantastic condition. Um, I don't know the outcome of this match, um, but yeah, like, what, what did you see? What did you think in the match? I thought it was, it was a really good match. Both teams really, really fired up. Um, but what can you expect after being locked in for ages, not being able to wrestle? Um Pretty Deadly have a good run going, and they they came out of the match with a win. Pretty Deadly did. Oh wow, that's that is that is really like wow, that that's really good. That's a stronger stronger win in the old uh, win bracket for Pretty Deadly. Really happy yeah. to hear that because like they're definitely a a team to look at, and I don't see no no Genetti with those boys. I see two Sean Michaels. Like I said, both young strapping. Uh, Men who are <laughs> who are in fine position, both as singles competitors could go anywhere they wanted to, and the only thing holding them back would be themselves, quite frankly. So yeah, I'm really happy to hear they come on top, and I wish them all the best. And hopefully sooner or later they're standing before Gallus or standing over them, better still as the NXT UK tag team champions. That's 100 what I'm hoping. I really hope that they become champions soon. Um, they, they when when they debuted at NXT UK and carried on going. They hadn't had a lose, I don't think. And they kept winning and winning and they got another win in the bag and they're just they're just going really well. And then at the end of that match last night, um Eddie Dennis comes up to them and says something but no one knows what he said to them. And I have a feeling that is something about some of the teams maybe. I don't know. Well, maybe Eddie Dennis was like trying to tell him that he, they might have detention coming up or something. Because I genuinely think former head teacher of a school, Eddie Dennis, he has all the potential to possibly be a head of a great faction as the demon headmaster, in my opinion. You know, the Pride of Wales and all that good stuff. Yeah. Eddie, great man, six foot seven, very good wing, ring, in-ring competitor. I've wrestled with Eddie, tussled him a few times. Never underestimate the big Welsh giant. Um yeah, he's whispered so many years. Hopefully, it was something uh, like, you know, you've got to write seven lines out on a on a blackboard using pink chalk or something. Um, but yeah, I hope Eddie's looking to try and recruit. And if he is trying to recruit, pretty deadly should kind of 
knock down yet because they don't need Eddie Dennis. They need a, a no, nice no. valet with them than Eddie Dennis, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah. Eddie Dennis comes out. Wow. And then it was time for me and Amen. That was between friend, ex-friends versus ex-friend. Piper Niven versus Kaylee Ray for the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah, I, oh, that that's really really good. I, I actually saw uh, I saw um, on Twitter. I saw a, a little kind of clip from that match, and yeah, they're both uh, they know each other so well. Two girls from Scotland. They know each other from ICW Eve and other sorts of promotions where they've worked against one another. Um, and yeah, I saw a really tasty super kick. Uh, Kay, Kaylee Ray delivered with all the precision of Shawn Michaels in his prime. Um, yeah. What was the outcome of that match? Did uh, Viper retain? Or sorry, did Kaylee Ray retain? Sorry, I know Viper was the uh, contender to the gold. Well, so this was a very interesting match and quite sad at, at the same time. So Kaylee Ray went to uh, collide with Piper Niven into the steel um, steps and she connected her knee to the steel step. And she was going to get taken off the match. But then um, when they were going to take her backstage, uh, Piper came up to her and slapped her. Kaylee went back for her. They went back in the ring and they they carried on fighting. And um, Kaylee Ray won the champion. Won, well, just won the match. She retained. Well, that's yeah. interesting. So they basically stopped the match because Viper had hurt her knee, yet they still allowed well, her to continue. I mean, I've got yeah. like I've got a phone to pick with wellness here because, quite frankly, if she'd hurt her knee, the medics should have called time on that match. So, uh, I think yeah. uh, NXT UK's uh, doctors and medics they need to be called into a room and there's a meeting should be said because if the competitor has hurt themselves, allowing them to go out and potentially further injure themselves, I mean, it is on the performer, but more importantly, it's on management and uh, that's a bad move. Again, I'm going to call Sid Scarlett's a uh, general managing assisting into into uh, repute here because quite frankly that should not have been allowed to continue so Viper's put herself in a compromising position which could have hurt her in the long run and Kaylee Ray is not, nothing to be sniffed at she's a top competitor that's why she is the NXT UK women's champion um yeah that's uh I mean I'm more I'm more uh, upset with the medics than I am Viper's decision to try and continue because I know all about continuing matches with an injury so I mean I'm wrong yeah yeah, uh, I'm I'm quite annoyed that Kaylee Ray had to carry on the match with being injured. Could have done serious damage and maybe made more serious damage to her knee. It carrying on oh, the match. Excuse me, it was Kaylee Ray. So Viper yeah. continued regardless of who it was. The main point here is the regardless of the championship. If the woman can no longer continue, you know she won the match. Fair play, but you know, like sometimes your health is better than wealth so to drop the gold yeah or however it would have been i guess it was stubborn foolish pride but she still come out on top so you've got to admire that at the same time 100 percent, yeah and then after the match Ginny comes out and uh she just stands there really and i'm just wondering are we looking are we looking at a new champion or i don't know it, it was very confusing she was just stood there doing nothing Kyle, would you stop now, absolutely, 100%. I mean, there's no denying the absolute level of ability Ginny has as an in-ring performer. And her mere presence, you said she just stood there, but I guarantee you, with her just standing there, 
she probably got a lot more across because I haven't seen it myself. I bet she got a lot more across with a stand and a stare than you would have done by throwing steel steps or hitting someone with a oh, chair 100%. or saying a word. So yeah, um, it's more mind games, I, isn't I, it? I laugh just the way in which you kind of described it, but I, I get what you what you mean. That's just my sense of humour. But at the same time, definitely, Ginny is. There's a lot of good female talent within the NXT UK division. You've got Ginny, as we're discussing. We've got Nina Samuels. We have obviously Viper. Um, we've yeah. got Viper uh, Brookside, amongst others. Tony Storm, I believe, is in and out. It's fantastic, like yeah. great, great core cool roster. But definitely, I feel uh, Ginny, two-time Progress Women's Champion, Rev Pro Champion. Uh, she's been champion up and down the country. It's about time Ginny got a shot at the title, and yeah. I would be one hundred percent behind Ginny as the NXT. I would definitely have her. Uh, back in her as the next NXT UK champion. No denying that. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you there. We need a new champion, and I think Ginny's capable of being a new champion. Too right. Yeah, too right. Because, yeah, like 100%. It's, it's funny you say we need a new champion. I haven't seen much of Kaylee Ray's run, but unfortunately well, that was down to the, cir the circumstance in the world we're having. So that obviously has had an effect, lockdown and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, definitely... Ginny versus Kaylee Ray would be an absolute great match. I know both both of these competitors are one of my favorite wrestling matches. I've ever seen female wrestling match. One of my favorite matches. I believe it was uh, it, it wasn't Mikael Satomura. Then was it Mikael Satomura and Kaylee Ray for Eve at your call a few years back? Had me. I'm not sure. My, yeah, and no, I believe it might have been Mikael Satomura versus Kaylee Ray. I definitely not Kaylee Ray at your call for Eve's big event at your call. And still wow. to this day, I'd say it's one of my favorite professional wrestling matches that I've witnessed live. So, never underestimate Kaylee Ray. She's a great world, uh, great NXT UK champion. Another one who's held titles up and down the country. Hasn't held the Progress World title, which Ginny has held twice. So, Ginny yeah. has that in her arsenal. Kaylee Ray's the champion. She has that in her arsenal. But as we've discussed, she has the compromise of like a bad knee. We don't know the strength of that. And she continued on that bad knee, which only further brings it into question. So, it's good to hear that. I feel because Ginny seems to have been overlooked like a Noam Dar sort of vibe. Her uh, yeah. career in NXT UK has been consistent. She's had some good matches. She had that kind of wafty uh, partnership with Alpha Female, who is about as alpha as a, I don't know, uh, a dog lost looking for his owner. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm really glad to hear that I didn't see that. So yeah, that's that's something to keep an eye on, keep tabs on. And I potentially, like Pretty Deadly, I could see a change of the guard in NXT UK with tag titles and women's titles. So that's something to look at. That's another thing that my intrigue grows for this brand. 100%. So um, that's the end of the NXT bit. Um, what do you think is going to change to progress when they come back? Uh, well, ownership. Now, I'm going to bring something up here, Carl, that I've just been looking at. It says here, major changes for NXT UK backstage and new head writer announced. And this is very oh. been a huge shake-up within NXT UK. NXT UK oh. has only recently come back on our screens following the ongoing pandemic, as we briefly touched upon. Uh, yeah. The report states, former Progress co-owner Glenn Joseph, good man, who was a producer, yeah. has left due to personal reasons. Okay. In this place, oh. Progress founder Jim Smallman has now been announced as new head writer. Now, that, that calls oh. things into question. You know, obviously, again, this is Progress founder who was a writer yeah. for Progress, who had a, a, a few dealings with my sort of career projection. 
Um, but yeah, he basically says there's no let no it says there's no change in top level leadership as Smallman will report to Matt Bloom and the legend Shawn Michaels. I'd like to say the legend Matt Bloom and legend Shawn Michaels because they're both legends in their own respect. And uh, yeah, yeah, apparently it was a a Zoom call. Glenn Joseph had to step down from his position of oh. progress due to the speaking out movement. Forgot to mention hashtag oh. speaking out. Uh, that's another yeah. thing we could delve upon. But realistically, I, I don't really want to speak out about the speaking out movement because, um, no. quite frankly, it's bump. Um, uh, yeah. But that's another story. Take that however you want. I don't care. Tweet at me. Believer. WWE Believer. Uh, and yeah, um, um, it's a real unfortunate shame that Glenn Joseph has left the NXT UK, uh, stepped down, as it says. And I mean, it's interesting to see Jim Smallman as head writer. Yeah. Uh, I a few years ago, he applied to be a writer for the WWE uh, in the States. So he's got his job oh, there, really? his dream job. Yeah, so let's just hope he doesn't... Uh, he makes the most of it. Uh, he makes the yeah, most yeah. of it. And if he's had, if he had any uh, any sense, he'd come and talk to me. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what changes do you think there will be in progress um, when it comes oh, back? Good. Well, I, I know I know there's two people now that are in charge, and I, I don't really understand the strength of it. James Armner, who has a, a strong background in music and promoting in the music levels. Okay. And Lucy Cave, who is big, strong gifts or whatever. I don't know, I don't know the strength of what she's going to bring to the table in terms of a management position within Progress, or I don't know the strength of her level. That's uh, not undermining no. her, but I just... What, what business does she have within Progress Wrestling? And obviously, John Briley, who's a WWE producer for the NXT UK brand. Um, I don't know what... I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm slightly concerned, if I'm honest. I'm really concerned for the future of progress because how can you juggle an independent brand, in quotation marks, and the UK brand for NXT? How can you yeah. do both and give a sustainable product that is different, one or different from the other? So, um, you know, only time will tell, but... Uh, like I said, Smallman was the writer at Progress uh, during its uh, boom period, but then also at its time of which it started to decline, which was probably after my title win. It kind of went downhill from there. Um, if I'm wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm interested to see. I have no future dates for Progress. I'm still currently suspended because I don't think they've had free shows since my suspension come into force from January 23rd. So it'll no. be very interesting to see. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I, I just hope that it doesn't, they don't get shut down or anything when they do come back. And I hope they just carry, hopefully they'll just be as strong as they were, really. Well, I, I hear you. Like, there's no chance of them shutting down um, because yeah. they do kind of have an off backing from the WWE to a degree, or allegedly, yeah. don't take my word for it. Um, but. Uh, the, the only thing that will be harmful to progress is whether or not the fans want progress back. Because if you've got an NXT UK brand, which is fairly similar to the progress model and progress, I mean, what would you rather go and see? You'd want to see something with WWE plastered all over the front of it, unfortunately. Whereas progress, I think progress needs, I don't know what progress needs. Maybe progress needs me. I don't know. Uh, who really yeah. knows? Progress has a great, great, uh, a great roster anyway that isn't currently signed. You've got Coronuar as the champion. Um, yeah. I'm trying, uh, excuse my ignorance, I'm trying to think who the tag team champions within progress are at the moment because there's been absolutely yeah, uh, zero 
zero kind of uh, exposure or promoting. Although I understand the downtime, at the same time, use that down downtime effectively. Um, who's the women's champion? Is it still Ginny? I'm not sure. Um, I, I really I'm not don't quite know. sure either. Who, who no, no, I'm not the, sure. Uh, and this is things that progress instead of trying to flog a T-shirt or promote awareness on a great charity. Don't get me wrong. Maybe you need to focus on the product a bit more. That's that is the important thing. Instead of I saw a post today about the speaking out inquiry that Parliament are getting involved in as well. And again, it's yeah, just like second. Yeah, like you're all talking about speaking out now, but where was you when it was happening? When was it when you, you know, you were you had yeah. boys roster who were on shows and I mean whether or not they knew the strength of these allegations before is neither here nor there the fact that it's taken people to come out and not all these allegations were true we know that the high profile ones that were true they're the ones who lost their jobs and are no longer within the professional wrestling circuit but there are those that got stung that were they were false allegations so while it is good to, to, to be speaking out about these things these are things that you don't need to... Well, you do need to highlight them, don't get me wrong, but why is Parliament getting involved? There are more important yeah. things Parliament should be with. One of those is not British professional wrestling, quite frankly, yeah, in my 100% opinion. Yeah, I percent agree. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it should be law enforcement, not the Parliament. Uh, so, no, yeah. again, it's, it's a thing to highlight, but I think the strength in which certain people are trying to promote it, I think it's more about the wrestling promoting, uh, trying to to show good goodness to try and curry favor than actually the problem, which is unfortunately, as in any occupation, a couple of bad eggs that need to be dumped. Yeah. So um, if we go back time a bit, um, what was the feeling when I, this is one of the requested things for topics. Um, what was the feeling when you won the, um, the progress championship? Um. I mean, I've been asked this question before, and I'm always, I'm always welcome to answer the question again. Um, of course, it was it was one of the highlights of my career. It was an opportunity that was thrust upon me, and uh, you know, opportunity arose, and I took it. Given the realms of professional wrestling, it was a fantastic moment. I mean, if you look at the the level of competitors that were involved in that moment, you had uh, Tommy End, Alistair Black, and Marty Skull, the villain, having a great match. Yeah. There was a fantastic between the two, um, back and forth. Marty Skull, you know, the villain, come on top with his little, uh, this, uh, dastardly like one. Or bested story time, which left a bad taste in the fans' mouths, which is always a good thing in terms of, uh, the villain actually being a villain, thank, uh, his talent. Um, and then I came out at the end, saw Tommy End, Tommy End, which, if I could go back, the only thing I would change is Tommy and trying to give me a blessing, you know, get back, sir. Um, <clears throat> I went in there. I was so in the moment. It was untrue. Going up to yeah. Stormen, time, it's time, it's time. Chris uh, Roberts, again, uh, the level of that guy, I really like Chris Roberts, but, you know, we won't go into those matters. Chris Roberts, Marty Skull gets up and he gets what's coming. The clothesline from heaven. Bang. One, two, three. And just the reaction, even to this day, like, I'm so grateful. 2016, nearly four years ago now. I think it's just past four years. Yeah. I mean, just looking back at it 
for me, it was just amazing to watch you win the championship and it always it always makes me happy. You still there? Hello? You still there? Oh, sorry, I just put you on hold. Hold on. Sorry, one second, sir. Uh, okay, I'm fine. You still here? Yeah, I'm still there. Sorry, mate, I just had a call come through. That's okay. Um, oh, no, oh, that's yeah. fine. Sorry? That's fine. Sorry, I didn't realise. Oh, no, that's all right. Um, no, but, uh, yeah, like, um, progress, uh, was it, chapter 32, 5,000 to 1. You already had Johnny Gargano and Mark Haskins have a cracking match, which Haskins come out and Tom won the Smash uh, Championship out of Canada, which was really, really a good uh, win for him against over Johnny Gargano, Mr. Uh, I don't know what Mr. is, Mr. Uh, Johnny Wrestling. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, like it was a fantastic moment for me. And like I said, the reaction of the 7,000 in attendance, sorry, 7,000, excuse me, pull a zero off the end of that, felt like 7,000, it was 700. And... Um, yeah, like I just went with it. I got to crowd surf in the electric ballroom where like bands like the Smiths have played that. Um, and yeah, it was a real fantastic moment. The crowd really happy. They left, like I said, Marty, Marty Skull had left a bad taste in their mouth by retaining. But that soon changed once I uh, hit Marty harder than I hit Sebastian at Brixton. So um, yeah, just a fantastic moment. I'd be forever grateful for that moment. And you know, you never, you never, ever, ever, you can never say never, but I, I think it's very possible that I could recreate that moment in the ballroom once more if the opportunity yeah. risen and I myself to become the number one contender for the Progress title again. The Progress World Champion. I, lo I would love to see you as a champion again. It would, it would make my day, honestly. Oh, I appreciate that. You know, like, um, yeah. Like I said, but at the end of the day, it would come down to who'd be the better man, whoever the champion would yeah. be at the time. Seeing as it's Cara Noir at the moment, um, I know Cara very well. We've wrestled in the past. We've trained together. A ton of yeah. respect for him. Um, but yeah, if if and if and if I was approached by Progress and, you know, they had given me dates, I would train harder than I've ever trained. Not to say I'm not. I'm not training as hard as I could be at the moment. But um, yeah. It's really uh, down to progress. If progress want it, if they want to give me an opportunity, they want to see me redeem myself once more. Um, yeah. If not, there are other, there are other avenues I wish to pres uh, progress and achieve. Wrestling is part of the goal, but it's no longer the goal. So, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, only time will go. So, what are your social medias? If people want to get in touch with you or follow you, see what you're doing. Um, if people wish to follow my uh, consistent uh, ramblings and good stuff, you can find me on Facebook. William Eva is my Facebook page. Uh, Ver Bill Eva, T-H-E-B-I-L-L-E-A-V-E-R on Instagram. WWEva Believer on Twitter. And I'm also on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel with a modest uh, subscription or subscribers. Uh, that's, again, it's William Eva. Just type in William Eva into the search bar in YouTube and a load of things will come up. Uh, but mainly, I'd love us. I'd love more subscribers. 
more subscribers means more potential, more um, goal. And the goal for that at the moment is to get a thousand subscribers so I can kind of start doing more content, live talks on YouTube. So those are the handles and places you can find me if you wish. Uh, it's down to the individual right now. I think it's not now. Sorry. Um, That's okay. But yeah. So um, yeah. please follow William and subscribe to his YouTube channel. If you want to get in touch with me and see what I'm up to, my Instagram is KyleRogers9977. My Twitter is GallusKyle. And my YouTube is Kyle Wrestling. Thank you for listening today and see you in the next podcast. All the best.